Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, Daniel, I saw your Instagram photo of your stuff that you got in the mail from your coffee place thingy-wingy. Yeah. It sounded, it looked awesome. It was fantastic. Still working my way through it. That's fantastic. What kind of what kind of uh, um, time period? Like, how long does that would that last you? What you got there? Probably like eight hours. So we got a eight blend bean sampler, um, four ounces each. So was that four, eight, sixteen, two pounds? Plus we got an additional pound. So. Hopefully it'll last us the month. Okay, three we'll pounds. See. That's a lot of coffee. That's good. Well, that would last I mean, me a long time. Weekends with toddlers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. The yeah. French press, different stage I mean, of life. Yep. I brew a little stronger than you do. I I have a I have a win uh, on what I just recently purchased. A win. A win. W I N. So I love to peruse our local Goodwill. There's one right across the street from mm-hmm. our house. I'm just kind of that, like, I like to go in there and find the nooks and crannies. You're in a good Goodwill neighborhood, too. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it helps. It's, it's, yeah. So there was a box. There was this wooden box. It looked like a cigar box. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It, you know, had a wooden, a little clasp on it. It was interesting. And I opened it up, and it was a complete set of one, a never used, brand new, of one of these um, very, very nice wine openers, the one where you have the double handle, you go around the neck of the wine, you put up the top, down the top. It had had the replacement parts to it, so if you needed to move out one of the screws, et cetera. Do you know how much I bought that for? Twenty six dollars. Six dollars. Yes, six dollars. I was so excited. My son got a gaming chair for ten, so I took my 13-year-old in there. He was like... What are we doing here, Dad? Gosh, because he knows I, I go there, I come home with stuff. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, look at that gaming chair. And he was ecstatic. Man, I'm going to your Goodwill. It's awesome. Anyway, so a couple of good good finds. If you are uh, new to the show, hit us up on Insta, DIY.money, uh, or our Facebook tribe, which I'm slowly getting back into. I took a, I took a little uh, social media cleanse. I needed to get away from all the... Holy cow. I'll do an, my annual post there sometime soon. Uh, yeah. We'd love to have you over there in the tribe. Are you even Sorry. in the tribe? If we let you in the tribe. You've let me in. All right. I have to actually log on Facebook. Yeah, I understand. To make uh, that happen. Sorry. Nonetheless, the Facebook tribe, a closed group, you can hit us up on there. All right. We got a good question uh, today. In, in, I brought this out because it goes back to the root and the foundation of what DIY money is all about. So without further, without, <laughs> without further ado... What's well, who's, who's this question from? Sydney. I, I was trying to remember. Arizona. Sydney from Chandler. What do you got? D-I-Y. Hey guys, my name is Sydney and I'm from Chandler, Arizona. I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast. I'm 19 and my question is how can I maximize the money I'm making? I'm currently working two jobs and have more money than I know what to do with. Do I start investing early or do I start day trading? Thank you. Okay. 
Admittedly, I didn't hear the end of that question before I kicked it over for the show, meaning I heard like 95% of it and I heard start investing. I was like, oh, this is a given. Boom, done. I didn't hear that end or day trading. <laughs> okay, so To that, be clear, that's not the only two options to do with No, but that opens up a new can of worms. I love it. Uh, so, and I appreciate the like the legitimate question. That's it. I think my vantage point, that's like two extremes. Like, you know, should I have coffee or 17 Red Bulls? <laughs> it's like, anyways, maybe that's not that extreme to most people. Well, not two extremes. It's something foundational plus an extreme. That's right. So, uh, Sydney, to answer your question, uh, these are two very different um, philosophies or styles. So, so investing is the art and science of buying an asset uh, with a projected forward return, whether that return is income, whether it's capital growth. So uh, you invest in, let's throw out Google or Tesla, right? Stock. And you buy it and currently it doesn't pay a dividend. What you are doing is you're buying the, you know, the future earnings of that company and assuming that as those earnings go up, that people are going to pay you more and more over time. So the company's earnings are going to grow and then people's expectations of the further out earnings are going to grow. And so therefore, the actual stock price that you are invested in will grow over time with those earnings and those expectations. The other side of investing is income. And that's buying something like Johnson and Johnson or Procter and Gamble, which pays a dividend. So part of the gains come from uh, earnings growth there, but the all, the other part comes from income that you receive. You also receive income on bonds and things like savings accounts and rental properties. So uh, those are the two facets usually that you're looking for when it comes to investing. The reason that day trading is sort of the other extreme is what you're trying to do is just quickly scalp stuff. It's like going out garage sailing on Saturday and uh, you know trying to find something that you think somebody will pay more for that afternoon when you list it on eBay or Craigslist or something. And in the meantime, uh, you know, putting your capital at risk by buying that. Now, when you go garage sailing, that's probably five, 10, 20 bucks. But when you start to day trade, that could be significant. Um, so what you're doing is trying to buy something, hope that over the next course of uh, minutes and hours that goes up. What's becoming more popular now, especially with the advent of uh, sort of Robinhood and so forth, is uh, day trading with leverage and or, because uh, options involve leverage, is using options to really magnify your returns, but also magnify your risk. Now, this works really well when things go up pretty consistently or down pretty consistently. But when you're not sure what you're doing and or volatility comes into play, that can really, really bite you. Um, most people that you uh, sort of look at in sort of the financial universe, the uh, Warren Buffetts of the world and the great financiers uh, did not really make significant, significant wealth day trading, though there are people that do pay themselves day trading. When you look at sort of the greats around, a lot of them made money through investing, not day trading. So the law of numbers says investing is typically the slower, steady, but proven over time route to go. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, your rebuttal. Okay. Um, here's a, I, I'm going to take a different tack that most people probably assume I, I, I would take. Um, I'm going to take it from a couple of different angles. Number one, in 1996, 1997, I first stepped foot on the University of Kentucky campus in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I had a computer in my uh, dorm room. I had AOL dial-up service. Um, I started trading stocks into the late 90s. 
and I would put on trades of companies I had no idea what they did, nor did I ever care. I would go to class, I would come home, I would make four or $500 at the time as a broke college student, that was massive. I would sell before the bell, because you never held into the night hours. Um, and I would re- rinse and repeat uh, throughout the semesters and throughout the years. Uh, it was amazing. It was great. And I had this unbelievable air of confidence come over me like I was the greatest investor in the world. Clearly, this was an easy game. It was fantastic. Um, we even we didn't have the luxury of free trading through Robinhood, buying fractional shares at no cost on our iPhone. I think every trade I did was $29 or something like that. I, I, it was just crazy. You had to buy 100 shares. It was absurd. Um, this lasted until I literally became a broker in 2000, 2001. Thankfully, I was, I was not trading my own capital at that time any longer. Uh, I had to use that capital. In fact, I, I had uh, gone through my first very big failure in life and failing at a company and so forth. So I was broke, basically. Um, but I watched people who had been day trading in the 90s uh, go into 2000, and we started to experience the first real uh, correction, which we'd seen. We'd seen in the 90s, and uh, people did what they were supposed to do, which is buy the dip, and it never came back. And I watched people lose uh, significant amounts of money, like entire portfolios. I remember visiting a day trading shop that went out of business six months later, and people had mortgaged their house and so forth. So... I think, my personal opinion is, you you do about a 10 to 1 ratio. Uh, because I think you should, if you have an interest in this world, uh, the idea of quote-unquote day trading is this sexy appeal, kind of like when poker uh, came out and everybody wanted to be a poker player and, and uh, you know, whatever. So, so, you know, yeah, that's fine. Get on your Robinhood app and buy your DraftKings and, you know, your Zoom and all that great. But do it in a... 10 to 1 ratio, meaning for every $1 you do that with, you need to have about $10 in a passive investment portfolio for your long-term goals and objectives. And never, ever blend the two. Ever. This is your risky gambling money. And the only reason, here's people are probably rolling their eyes going, I can't even believe you're telling this person to do this. But the only reason is that you need to sort of satisfy this 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 sort of desire and this sort of, you know, can you do this? Is this something you could be good at? Do you have an interest in it? Because ultimately, I did this. I took a great interest in stocks. I'm in business today. I, I mean, so I'm I've, I've made a lot of money, lost a lot of money in the market over the years. I will tell you, as, as I talked about ad nauseum, uh, the greatest returns have, have been passive long-term index investing, I mean, by far. So, you know, I've learned the hard way over the years that, that trading, day trading, market timing is, is, is not uh, something that is uh, set up for long-term success. But I've learned that. You know, I know not to touch the burner, but my son has to touch the burner sometimes. So again, I think you do that if you are desiring to do that, but you do that on a very, very, very small scale. And please, please do not assume just because you were able to, you know, make a hundred percent return on company XYZ that you heard about from so and so online, 
uh, that you then could extrapolate that out to do that, you know, 10 times over with all of your capital. That, that is just a reckless and, and terrible assumption. Um, I, I, I look back, the most recent would have been the, um, the marijuana uh, plays or even before that, the crypto plays that everybody thought, hey, this is the easiest way to make money. And then they just absolutely got demolished. So follow the DIY money steps, you know, emergency fund, fast cash, following your budget, set yourself up, Sydney, for long-term success. But yeah, take some, put it in Robin Hood, you know, and literally say, is this something that I like and enjoy and whatever, but do not mix the two. Not the answer you thought I'd give, is it, Daniel? No, I thought you'd probably go down that road. I would say do really? it. Yeah, I would say do it if it interests you, but it is a grind. So to stick with it, you're, you're going to have to have an interest in it, not just a, hey, here's an opportunist thing that's sitting here right now, but, you know, in three months. I'm just going to want to move on. But, and, I mean, try it for a bit. See, And all the people listening to this thinking that this is a sign of a top in the general market because we've had this question or the, you know, Dave Portnoy's of the world are making big splashes on the Internet. I will tell you that when I was doing this in the 90s, everyone was doing this in the 90s. So we are, in my opinion, like still— Like your barber was sitting there oh, trading stocks every before, kid, between cuts. Every, we were, I mean, every kid was doing this. So— it's getting there, but I think it's still very, very far from this bubble-like stage of the '90s that we saw when, uh, when these stocks were were up, you know, 200% a day. All right, uh, we got to leave it there. That was a great question, Sydney. Thanks so much. Uh, remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple: live on less than you make, invest, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.